Welcome to Energy Stew. This is Peter Roth, your host. And I'd like to ask you, how many past lifetimes have you had? <laughs> Do you remember them? All of them? <laughs> Some of them? None of them? Well, maybe there are opportunities to learn about them and even how how you manage in between lifetimes. Uh, because you got to get from one to the other, you know. <laughs> so to help us know so much more about this is a wonderful teacher of mine, and she's been on the show before. Um, I love what she does. She's a great author and, um, and a wonderful reg regressive hypnotist, uh, hypnotherapist. I don't know how we'll talk about that. But anyway, Linda Bachman, welcome back to Energy Stew. Thank you, Peter. It's great to be back with you. Thank you. I'm always so impressed by the long history you've had regressing people both into other lifetimes and in between lifetimes and the stories about it are amazing because so many people don't realize where they might they could have been <laughs> or um or you know or what or who they are when they're not in lifetimes and what what that's about and you've seen it all <laughs> over so many years so where can we start? Oh my gosh! Well, let's just let let's just start. You know, it's sort of right. like it's always that way for me, and maybe for you, Peter. It's like where to start because there's so many avenues into this topic. Right, and you have to live in wonder all the time, because otherwise, you know, if you know too much, then you're trying to control too much. Well, and yes, and I don't think we ever comprehend it all um and so i mean i'm sure you would say the same thing peter i feel like i am continually learning more you know client by client you know week in and week out um okay well let me just say a couple of things because i think it's important for the listener and you know listeners you may all know this but i think sometimes it's confusing when we use the term between lives and yet there is a time period between lives. So, okay. So just, just for quick clarity, um, when we're in body, we have a slice of our soul that causes us to live and breathe. When we're in body, we have a higher self. And so that's the remainder of our soul that resides in the higher realm. So there is always um, a portion of our soul energy um, we might say in spirit or in the higher realm. Um, when I guide regression and the client finishes a past life, dies in the past life, and, you know, I, I might say crosses over, the client is then connecting at their level of higher self. And they're connecting um, basically in current time. They're connecting with their soul right now, higher self um, in the spiritual realm. Um, but alongside that, of course, there is that in between lives. I mean, let's just say that um, people will often ask me, well, Linda, what's the average length of time between incarnations? And um, the truth is there really isn't an average length of time. Um, often the more evolved we are as a soul, often the shorter the time is between our incarnations. But but yes, there can be, you know, in between life, if you will, or in be uh, 
connecting with our soul when we're not incarnate. And I think probably listeners know we can have incarnations that overlap in chronological time. So maybe just quick, I'm going to say one more thing, Peter, and then let you ask me more. But um, what I think is really important is that a lot of spiritual people, everyday spiritual people, spiritual teachers, authors, whatever, um, talk about that all time is one and the same. And to be honest, that's not true in terms of evolution of our individual soul or evolution of humanity. Right, we need sequence, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so all time isn't, it's not like, you know, your past lives, Peter, or my past lives and our future lives and our current life are happening all at once. That's not the case based on what I've learned from 28 years or so of regression work. We are evolving in real time and humanity is evolving <laughs> if we are evolving um, in, in real time. So right. important. Right. And yeah, it's important to know that. And, but that's the big picture. And the, the more minute picture is who we are individually and how we know ourselves. And if we have our higher self, who is our higher self as as us? And who are we as it, if it also is the higher self of all these other lifetimes? Yeah. Um, okay, great question. So, I mean, I can speak a bit about my own higher self because at times I talk to and I just call it her, but my higher self really doesn't have gender. Um, so yes, the my higher self, my soul energy in the in the higher realm, the spiritual realm, um, is a, almost like an encyclopedia of my lives. It's it's what what was I doing in you know the year two hundred and three, um, either A.D. or C.E. However, people want to say that. Um, so, so all of my past experiences are embedded um, in my uh, higher self. And that's what people call the Akashic Records. Um, the other thing that I think is really important for, for people to make sure they think about is that, and again, I'll just speak, I'll use me as an example. Um, while I'm, you know, Linda here on earth, living my, both my work life and my everyday life, my soul, my higher self has roles and responsibilities and commitments in the spiritual realm, as does everyone's soul. So our higher selves are are busy and they take on, I mean, I'll, I'll give a, a quick example. Our, our higher selves take on large and at times challenging responsibility. And the more experienced we are as a soul, the more we might say complex is the responsibility that our higher selves carry. So I know that it's, so one of the jobs, if you will, of my higher self is at times my soul helps, I'm gonna use a shamanic term and I'll define it. Um, my soul, my higher self helps to psychopomp souls across the veil, meaning, my higher self has agreed to serve as a as a support soul, if you will, to aid certain souls when they're crossing over, like 
if there's a sudden plane crash and you know these souls are surprised that all of a sudden they're not in a body anymore at times there are higher selves that can be called upon to aid those souls to move on and to return back to what we would call fifth dimension. And, and those are the more experienced ones who really know how to handle those difficult situations. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And sometimes it is so funny. I can't remember. My guides told me recently, I'm spacing now who it was. There was a very significant person that passed and um, I was my, not I Linda, but, but my higher self um, was asked to accompany and it's so funny, I'm it's probably because I don't need to remember, but I don't remember who it was, but my higher self was asked to sort of just sort of accompany that soul across the veil. That was a very evolved soul. But but often, you know, as people know, we're accompanied as we travel onward. And right. sometimes it's hard to leave an incarnation. Sometimes it's like no, I have more to do. No, an example I would think of, this is not who I was mentioning and couldn't remember, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg, when she passed, whatever it is, two years ago, three years ago, when she passed, my guides told me she really wasn't ready to leave. Um, she really felt she had more to do on the planet, but her body failed her. But because, because her body had as everybody knows, her body had health problems. Right. Um, and so sometimes we're not quite ready, but we don't con we don't totally control the timing. So that's just one example of a role a higher self might play. And, and I would think that the vibration frequency of a higher self is at a level that can bring better peace to people that they're relating to that it's easier for them to bestow comfort, love, and peace on the people they're helping because they're at that higher frequency in the universe. Yeah, I think that's totally true, Peter, what you're saying. It's like you, Peter, or me, Linda. I mean, we live in human bodies and we have an everyday life. And so do we understand higher frequency? Do we, you know sometimes function from a, a higher perspective, yes, but we have bodies and human lives that at times pull us, you know, into a uh, lower density. That's for, Yeah, that's for sure that we're still stuck in this realm. That's right. And, and we're talking about higher selves that are, you know, so much more advanced that we, that are us, but us not in this particular form. Right. And, and and that reminds me of another question I have, is that us in our particular form, when we get to the other side, people always are afraid that then we'll reincarnate. And when they get to the other side, they won't get to spend any time with us. And I I believe that we don't lose our identity on the other side, even though we become part of our higher self, we're always available in the future and even like when you do regressions right and people will go back all of a sudden they'll regress back into a lifetime two thousand years ago and that means that lifetime is still very present 
I mean, totally. The example, I, I, I totally agree, Peter, with what you just said. And the the example, it's kind of a funny and loving and humorous example. My dad passed, oh, I don't know, 20 or so years ago. Maybe it's not quite that much. Maybe it's 17, but it doesn't matter. My dad passed. Um, my dad was very much into finances. He was kind of sort of a penny pincher, but but he was pretty savvy about managing money, making investments, blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't hear from him very often anymore. My dad passed in 04. So yeah, what is that? That's that's 19 or 19, so years. Yeah. Um, I don't hear from my dad hardly ever, unless I'm working on a financial decision or, you know, I'm going to buy a new car or I'm going to you know, put an addition on my house or whatever it might be. And then my dad shows up and it, it's my father. I mean, just as he was, and he gives me, and honestly, it's very sound advice. So yes, I totally agree. And, that. and how do you identify him showing up? How does he show up? Just, I mean, well, two ways to be honest, since you're asking that. For me, intuitively, I tend to be fairly what I call claircognitive. So it just comes in as, as words, sentences, conversation. Right. Um, my husband, Peter, who you know, my husband, Earl, Earl actually is a very capable channel. At times, um, Earl will channel my dad. Um, but it's just, uh, it it feels like my dad. The the attitude, the I mean, the the interest almost exclusively in something financial. That's right. my father. No, it all makes sense. Yeah, I'm just looking to see how you identify it, so other people can identify situations where they feel uh, somebody is helping them from the other side. Yeah, yeah, it just feels like my dad. Yeah, that's great. No, I, I, I've had. I have my own uh, family that have passed on that I've connected with um, that I appreciate a lot that they're still there. And I know I, you know, I'm at my age, I, I'm not supposed to live a whole lot longer. Um, and I'm, I, I want to be around a lot longer because I have new grandchildren and, yeah. um, and I love the work I do. And so, uh, but at some point uh, we all have to, give up the ghost. <laughs> and um, I, I'm so excited to see so many, I, I, the welcoming party for me, I know is going to be huge. And I'm so excited about it. So we, we have that to look forward to. But yeah. we also have to think of, you know, that this is a, a journey, soul journey from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. And we have no idea. So many people are afraid to come back again to the earth and to the struggle of this planet. And, mm -hmm. and it's not like they have to or that they will because there are many planets to go to. That's true. <laughs> many, uh, even other universes or galaxies. And, um, and we have so much to explore. Even in community, we might bring a, a community of souls with us that have been in lifetimes that will be happy to go to some other planet with us. Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think, I think you know, Peter, that in 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 my I'll call it research, because every time I work with a client or patient, whatever, you know, I use the those two words 
um, for the people that I work with, but um, I'm, I'm always learning. I'm always expanding my, my understanding. And so my understanding is that on earth, the souls that incarnate on earth are basically what I might call three types of souls, or maybe said a little bit more clearly, uh, three types of souls that originate with the purpose or the intention of where they're going to incarnate primarily. So um, just said very briefly and, and quickly, there are souls that primarily are designed to come to earth. That's not to say they don't have occasional off earth lives, but primarily an earth-based soul comes, comes here. And um, one of the unique qualities of an earth-based soul is that earth-based souls can um, have far more than one incarnation on earth simultaneously. So there are some souls, um, and I could you know, talk a bit about that in a minute if that's appropriate, but earth-based souls, once they're evolved to a certain level, can have, honestly, can have multiple simultaneous uh, incarnations, like two or three people that are, you might say, slices of the same soul. Do they so meet that, up? On occasion, yes. Okay. Because uh, uh, people yeah. often talk about twin souls, and but that's usually in terms of romance. Y yes. Um, the classic example, and, and I can share this because it's 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 public knowledge. There are a couple of um, fairly well known spiritual teachers. One actually, actually, they're both um, acquaintances, and actually, one is was a dear friend. One passed recently, but they know they are the same soul, and um, they have been very connected. And though those two people are. Um, a teacher, they both live in California, Michael Tamura and um, Gary Bernard are aspects of the same soul. So wow. yes, on occasion they meet up, but often they don't meet up. Um, and it really doesn't matter whether they do or they don't. They have different life contracts. They have different- right. Different purposes. Yeah, yeah. Right. They, yeah, I think that more than that, we're all supposed to meet up like that. Because I do think we have communities that we have lifetimes with, and 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 you know that because you teach that when you and when people end a session, if, if, if a hypnotherapist ends a session with someone, to ask them if they see anybody from that lifetime who they know in the present lifetime. Totally, and totally. often they do. Yeah. 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 And that's common for earth-based souls. It's like, I know a fair amount about souls in my blood family, souls that are friends. I've, you know, in some cases I know I've known them before and, and all of that. So then there are two other types of souls, or you might say soul origination. One is an interplanetary soul. You can exchange that for ET soul or star seed. Those are souls that often don't come to earth, but at times do come to earth. That's how I learned about it through my own practice. Um, an interplanetary soul comes from somewhere else in the universe that is not tied to earth's frequency. And they are, if they come to earth, they're always highly advanced coming from a healthy culture because they bring those, those teachings, that wisdom to humanity because we need 
We need I love, it. I love that. Yeah. What's the third? The third is a soul from the angelic realm. Okay. Uh, and so uh, I have I have clients who discover. Sometimes I can tell as I'm getting to know them in the interview. I never say anything about that until I guide the regression. Um, but yeah, so there are souls that support whatever term people want to use for the divine. It doesn't matter what their word is. You know, there are so many words. Yeah, they live in, I I, I have a, an in-law who I, who is from, I know because um, we did, I did a regression with her. And as she's moving from one life to the other side, she's moving through the ethers. And, and she says, there's some noise behind me. I, I don't know what it is. I said, well, look behind you. What do you see? She said, I see wings. I have wings. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, I, and I never kn knew that before that that could be. And uh, and I I, I know I, I connected with you about it. And you said she was from the angelic realms. And it makes sense about her, uh, her personality and what she does in life. And yeah, it, exactly. They are usually the kindest, most loving, non-judgmental, yes. almost <laughs> not, not to a fault, but uniquely non-judgmental. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. it's beautiful to know those people. But there are so many um, highly evolved souls here now that I think have to be, and the children coming in certainly are. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally true. And we need them. I mean, as these children are coming in, I mean, my guys have told me that there's a, you know, an intention, a push right now for more interplanetary and more angelic souls to come to Earth because Earth needs the wisdom of both types, both those two types of souls. Yeah, I totally agree. So the, to, to me, the future looks bright. It's just that we have to get through the current time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I'm so excited uh, that you have this chance to explore uh, the the these realms of life that very few people are familiar with, and you have such diversity of it because each person has a different story and and different surprising things to show you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting, Peter, especially as you and I talk to each other. And we both know that, you know, we're not in our we're not in our 40s or 50s or or 60s or whatever. And it's like I know that I have friends and family members who think, you know, why isn't Linda ready to retire? And just like you, I think, Peter, I'm not ready to retire because I find what I learn pretty much week in and week out fascinating purposeful, expansive, um, and it's the only way that humanity and the universe will evolve is for us to keep, you know, coming into body and as best we can living our soul agreement. So yeah, I'm I'm certainly not bored with with what I do. Right. And it's uplifting because we know so much about evolution that we don't feel stuck. And yeah. so many people don't know any better and they're kind of in the glue of this life right now, feeling stuck to it in ways that um, can be 
intrusive, you know, can just be harmful to our expression, to our to our hope for the future, to our aspirations, inspirations. Um, it's great to know that there are all these lifetimes and it's just one of them. Yeah, and the, you know, the other piece, I mean, I'm sure it's happening for you as it's happening for me right now. It's like my guides keep, you know, downloading different thoughts and, you know, things to 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 say i think the other important piece and i um that comes to me peter and i love how you share about your new grandson you know on facebook and and all of that is that these in many cases these experienced souls that are just now coming into body um you know as infants and children they need the support of their parents, their grandparents, they need the perspective. Um, I mean, I, I love, I, I'll just say this briefly, but I, I have, you know, like you, Peter, I have children and in-law children and grandchildren. Um, and at times my grandchildren won't ask me questions about the work that I do until they're away from their parents. And my grandchildren are all our teenagers. I'm that way with my granddaughter. She'll talk to me about things. Uh, when she was three and a half, she was telling me about a past lifetime. And uh, and then when her baby sister came in um, at that time, around that time, she said, you know, Grandpa, uh, my sister and I, uh, uh, before we were born, were friends in the sky together. And we decided to come here and be sisters. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah that i mean so that's what happens for me is that these grandchildren mine are 15 17 and 18 respectively and um they usually don't say a whole lot until they're away from their parents yeah. and then at times they start picking my brain or picking right my and then they brain. know who you are right I, I love it I, yeah. so we my point is we need to still be here people like you and me and others like you and me we need to still be here to be this support system to these yes. kiddos. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting at the, to the end of the show. Uh, how can people follow up with you? Well, people can find me on my website. Uh, my website is ravenheartcenter.com. So Raven like the bird, and this is all run together. Raven like the bird, heart, the heart in your chest center c-e-n-t-e-r ravenheartcenter.com that's the best way to find me that's wonderful and you have you offer so much opportunity for people to grow in ways about what we're talking about that is just so wonderful so and i always you know you're always remarkable and to me and and uh, have helped me you've been a teacher teach you taught me how to regress people and i love doing that and um, it's so wonderful to connect with you. So thank you so much for being on Energy Stew. Thank you, Peter. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Right. And this is Peter Roth, your host of Energy Stew at prn.live. I can be reached at peter at heartriver, H-E-A-R-T, river.org. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks so much for listening.